I've been, I was listening to lithium today because I got nothing better to do with my time. Now that I know that Alexa can connect to lithium, I'm just like, all right, Alexa, just play lithium in my house all the time. That's fine. Um, I heard Tom Morello's show today. He did play Fugazi, which was interesting. I hate Tom Morello's show. <laughs> I hate it. I fucking hate it. When I go in the car and it's Tom Morello's show, I'm like, oh, God, I'm his mom was on. Audio slave. I hate that. That's the thing I hate more than the anything. Mom. These are the two. These are the two yeah. worst things about the Tom Morello lithium show. I love that this podcast is a lithium <laughs> podcast. The first thing is fucking audio slave. Mm-hmm. He plays because he only he plays so much of he his plays own a bands. lot of his own music. So Audio Slave, I never want to you know hear what? Audio Today, Slave ever in my no life. No Audio Slave, only Rage no. Against the Machine and then Tom Morello solo projects. Also ter- yeah. fucking terrible. <laughs> and secondly, his fucking mother. His mother, God bless her. I know she was like a radical. She's like ninety eight years old, but she's I remember when I marched on. Washington, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What? I don't care about Mary Morello. Mary Morello. I was like, Mary Ellen Morello Morello. was what I was thinking of, and that's a lot of... It might be Mary, (laughs) but I'm just like, why do you have your mother on this show? It's funny, when I've heard it before, I haven't heard his mom on there, but maybe it just was an off week. She's on a lot, yeah. dog. It's I, I don't, not I don't listen time, to it as much that much. If I whenever I get in the car and it's fucking one man river, I'm just like, fuck. I hate Tom Morello's. I like Tom Morello. I'm not fucking. I do like Tom Morello. Look, good causes. Good, pr- probably a good person. He seems like a great person. He's just like all right with the audio slave. I mean, come <laughs> on. Nobody likes audio slave. Yeah. This is my, this is for my mother, Mary Morello. Oh, Tom, I remember <laughs> when you were just a baby. Oh, <laughs> Mary Morello. You loved rock and roll music. <laughs> Tom Morello was talking about how he's, uh, she's 99. Oh, uh, I remember back when you, we would say woke and it would mean you were waking up from a nap. No, I don't understand what anybody's talking about because I'm a hundred fucking... Why are you putting me on the radio, Tom? Why No, it's more like, why are you putting me on the radio, Fred? Mom, it's Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fred. She would have named her son Fred. <laughs> Fred Morello. <laughs> Fred Morello. <laughs> he would have opened up his own import-export business. <laughs> Hey, this fucking guy, you got, you got I know you got to talk to this guy, Fred Morello. He's got it all. Import and export. <laughs> Put a stamp on it. He's going to send it or bring it. He might export it. Uh, it's going to go to customs somehow. Uh, you got to get the right postage. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm just back from one of my many urban adventures. It's your old pal, Pat. I wrote that I one had down a too. different one. I had a different one. And then urban adventures happened and I was like, well, I got to go with this one. It's the yeah. best one. It's the best one. It's the better one. The other the one was urban adventure to the ravine. I loved that also. She was like, I was on one of my, I love Adam because they were like, we're on one of our urban adventures. And then Adam was like, said what we were all thinking. 
Mm-hmm. He was like, Urban Adventures? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about, you losers? <laughs> hey, how you doing, Rach? Rach, you got a big news. You got big news you got to lay on the broomheads. You got to do it. I'm making you do oh, it. Tell you're me. making me do it. Even before you asked me. Break their hearts. Tell you them didn't why give I... me any time to tell them how I'm doing. Tell them while, why you are leaving the pod, walking away from the podcast. I am not walking away from the podcast, Pat. How um, are you doing? That is more important. First, tell, tell us how you're doing. It's been a long weekend, it's literally and figuratively. Long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I guess I'm all right. Thank Were you, you for away? asking. No, I've been here. I've just been doing a lot of things, so I'm mm. tired. I can't talk with you because you're always going away, Segway. <laughs> I did watch a couple movies this weekend. I went to see, I saw women talking, and I saw everything everywhere all at once, A whole finally. bunch of women talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite thing, you know? Just a bunch of women talking. And a man um, taking notes. Those are, the, those are the movies you saw? Those were the two movies? Yes. What did you think of them? I thought they were both good. Fair, good, but great, I, but, great. but that's like all I got really. There, I, you know, good reviews, <laughs> Rage. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Siskel. I think that Women Talking um, was good, but I feel like it would have been a really good play. I think, yeah, that's what I've heard. I have not yet seen it. Yeah, it's it's kind of slow. Um, what's also set, it, I went to this thing that they have at a movie theater near us, um, where they'll do what they call Cinema Sundays. And they'll have bagels and coffee and then you watch a movie and then you talk about it afterwards with someone. So they had like a critic there and they were talking about it. And obviously then everyone gives their opinions about things. And it's like, oh, like, I don't need to hear all these people's opinions about things. Right. No, I didn't. I knew that it was based on a true story, but I didn't realize that like the whole movie is a fabrication. Like it's from a book that's like a fabrication of how things could have gone, but it's not what actually happened with this Mennonite group in Bolivia. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty depressing because I'm like, oh, well, this is a nice idea, but that's like not what happened. When you said Cinema Sundays, I thought you were going to be going to the movies with Kirsten Cinema. You know, you, you <laughs> do this, you go to you, you go to see the movie, and then you do a discussion with Kirsten Cinema. And what does she wear? She wears Rich? her kooky glasses. So kooky. She's like, oh, I got my. Let me get. Let me get. I got a, I got a couple of kooky pairs for this for this talk. <laughs> Kirsten, then, Cinema Sundays. I haven't seen Women Talking yet. I have it in my house. It's. it's yeah. I have it as a screener. I'm excited to see it. I heard aesthetically, it does something very different that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. I'm very excited to see it. I think I love Sarah Polly, the director. Yeah, it was good. And then I enjoyed. I'm reading her I've, essay I've been, book right now. Oh, I wanted to see um, Everything Everywhere all at once for months, but I missed it when it was in theaters and then it wasn't on streaming until like a month ago. So I finally got to watching it um, and I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, what's my complaint about it? <laughs> There's always a complaint to have. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like mean, it, every, but, nothing's perfect. Um, nothing's perfect. I like it, but um, I found... The thing, the the one small thing that I found annoying about it was the uh, sped up action sequences, which I felt were really overdone. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair assessment. Fair assessment. I like. I them. liked. I liked the story. I liked the where what was happening in it. I thought it was well done, and I found it really interesting. It's the kind of thing that I like in a story. I really like the movie, but I. I have some things that like I just can't like get behind like the hot dog fingers stuff. I'm just like it's just yeah. like a, 
I don't know. I get it. Okay, it's cute. Whatever. It's kooky. Like, it's kooky. It's just like it it's and like the it's an everything bagel. I'm just yeah. Like, oh God. I well I get it. It's, it's funny fine. one time, but it's like when you have to keep kind of seeing it, it gets old, and that's how I felt about the sped up action sequences. Like it was one thing one time, but there was so much action in it mm-hmm. that I felt like it was like overused by the end. Yeah. Much like the hot dog fingers. The hot dog fingers is like a thing that people, I respect it as a move because people are going to love it. There are going mm-hmm. to be people who will be like, that's the thing I like the most about this movie. And mm-hmm. so, and I will say it doesn't hurt it that much for me. Mm-hmm. I think that the actors are all so good. And mm-hmm. I think it's a testament to Michelle Yeoh and fucking Jamie Lee Curtis that while they're doing the fucking hot dog fingers thing, it's still like resident. Like their, mm-hmm. her, their interactions are still really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, overall, I love, I really like the movie. It was not like my favorite movie of the year, but it was, it was in the top 10. I think of the what's movie. your favorite movie of the year, probably Nope or the Banshees of Inishirin, or of course, you know, her, you love her Lydia Tarr. Mm-hmm. I, those are three I have not seen yet. So <laughs> you know her, you list. love her, you want to send her mm-hmm. in a rocket ship to space, Lydia mm-hmm. Tar. Oh <laughs> my goodness, what a what know, a lady! I, I really pegged you for a big Fablemans guy. I liked the Fablemans quite a bit. As a matter of fact, mm. I think I liked it. I think I don't know if I put it higher than uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, I interesting. I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have issues. Mm-hmm. But overall, you liked it. I, I, I think there are things in it that are so triumphant that it's impossible to not give mm-hmm. it credit. There, there are things in it that the thing about I think fundamentally people misunderstand Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear someone say, but he's schmaltzy, I'm like, you just don't get it because he's mm-hmm. not. He's not. He never, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever is. No. He's always ahead of the curve. He, mm-hmm. But people it's think It's just we're so like, used to him that, like, you think about older. People think, like, like, like E.T. is, like, a sentimental schmaltzy movie. Mm-hmm. Show E.T. to a fucking 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. When E.T. is dying in the fucking... That is devastating. It mm-hmm. scars you. Yes, Mm -hmm. ultimately, but Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Close Encounters Mm -hmm. of the Third Kind, spoiler alert for a 45-year-old movie, the patriarch of the family. Should I not spoil this? Have you not seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? (laughs) I haven't seen it. I only know the mashed potatoes. (laughs) I won't say anything, but it is a devastating ending. And the Fablemans has moments in it. There's like a thing at the beginning that's like almost impossible, but... It's really about loneliness and about Mm -hmm. the idea of like pursuing an artist's life Mm -hmm. and how tricky and potentially alienating that can be to like Mm -hmm. your yourself as a human. And it explores that it does. There are some things in it that I, that Mm -hmm. I'm like, you missed the mark there, Stevie Mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. But what a film, just the way he moves that goddamn Mm -hmm. kid. He's just a genius. So Mm -hmm. I like the Fablemans quite a bit. I know what your number one movie is though. It's, um, it's oh i don't have it in here because i got a new notebook but i can't wait for this great joke that you're that you're fucking about to hit that's taking you five minutes we wish it was time for christmas <laughs> what was the schneegram speech movie called i don't know i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea what the name of that movie is nor will i ever know <laughs> 
I know we're not a movie podcast, but like we're trying so hard, the two of us. We're both trying to be like, can we just pivot this to a movie podcast? I watched a movie this week. It's Oscar season. It's award season. I watched a movie this weekend. Well, I watched The Banshees of Inishirin again. That was my second time mm-hmm. watching it. I love it so much. It's so funny, but also the saddest, most fucking mm-hmm. dark movie you've ever seen. It's on It's on my DVR. It's on my DVR, ready to watch from HBO. You like a dark movie, right? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, but it's also, you're going to laugh. I haven't seen Adrian laugh so hard at a movie in forever. Mm-hmm. I watched a little movie. Hold on. I got to see my list. I got to see where I put Fablemans versus... Get this. Mm-hmm. Fablemans, nine, mm-hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once, eight, oh, right next okay. to each other, okay. right next to each other. What a fucking time. Mm-hmm. I saw a little movie called Ticket to Paradise, which was the rock. Oh, I watched that too. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> it's so bad. I thought it wasn't going to be that bad. Dude, how, I, how okay. was it so bad? Here's a great, I will say before I drag this movie through the coals, which I will. Movie stars, though, like mm-hmm. George Clooney and Julia Roberts make this a watchable movie. Oh, hands down. They're they the are only like, thing that make it watchable. And and uh, I think also, even though some of the jokes are god awful, but Carrie Fisher's daughter is mm, great. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. very funny, except for when like they do the thing where like she goes to the bar to get three drinks and then she can't find her two friends and she's like i'm a drunk and she like drinks them all at once mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. everything everywhere all at once <laughs> i think it's a testament to the power of movie stars we should we should have movie stars because they can make a piece of shit movie mm-hmm. into something watchable, watchable. Mm-hmm. but rach you got to admit this script for this ticket to paradise movie sub hallmark oh it was so bad hallmark the, movies are the better. premise like it, my mom watches a lot of Hallmark and I watched this with my parents and um, she was commenting about how bad it was. And I was like, yeah, if you're saying this is bad, like what was, it was really annoying because like, it's this di- divorce couple and their daughter is like unexpectedly getting married mm-hmm. and they have to go and they decide they're going to like bond together and break apart her marriage. But like, none of it is believable. Totally unbelievable. None of it. Like, A, I don't believe her marrying this guy. B, totally I don't believe not. I don't believe that they hate each other. And C, I don't believe that they actually bonded enough after hating each other to like decide to do this together. The problem is that like they have so much fucking chemistry that you cannot mm-hmm. physically believe that they don't like each other. Yeah. And also they never like really explain why they don't like each other. They just fucking hate each other. And yeah. then the daughter, look. She was like, she went to school all those years to be a lawyer. Then she's just like, nah, I'm going to throw it away because this guy. Also, they kept talking about how she was 25 and how she graduated from college, not law school, but then she was going to be a lawyer, but she's also 25. I I I couldn't figure it out. I was like, get your facts straight. Who wrote this? Like AI? Probably. Well, I've seen people be like, this is an AI script. Because that that moment especially, she was like, I just graduated. I'm going to be a lawyer. But wait, did you go to, is it law school? What is happening? Yeah. This movie is a is a big pile of shit. Yeah. But they're charming. Oh yeah. And th- it's very pretty. Looks nice. Photographs mm-hmm. well those those uh where was it said? I don't even fucking remember. Bali. Bali. Not here to talk about Bali though. Oh, we are here to talk about New Zealand though. So tell the broomheads. Break <laughs> oh, the yeah. broomheads heart. Broomheads. After all that uh, movie conversation, I am going to be going to New Zealand in mid-March. And so I will be away for a good few weeks. So the podcast will be on hold while I am away. 
Middle March, like the book. Middle March, like the book. Like Joe March. She's one of the Middle March sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Middle March sisters. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's it. She's leaving That's us it. again, yeah. Broomheads. She's leaving us again. Maybe I'll just do one by myself. That's going to get guest hosts on. Problem is, I don't know how to put the thing on the internet, so it won't work. I'll do it. I'll yell into the void by myself. Pat will just speak into the microphone. We'll just keep, you'll, ha- you'll host your own Tom Morello radio show on Lithium. Oh, Jesus. Speak into the microphone, Squid Brain. Also, Point Break. Heavy on Point Break tonight. Yeah. Not here to talk about Point Break. Not here to how, talk how about. How are you, Pat? Oh, fine. Not here to talk about uh, going to New Zealand, traipsing across fucking God's country. Uh, not here to talk about Return Ticket to Paradise, Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The what Fablemans. Was the, other one you watched? the Fablemans. What was the one you watched? Uh, women Barbarian. Talking. Women Talking. She said. She said. She said. She said. In fact. Where does uh, Wakanda Forever fall on your list? I haven't seen it. Mm. I haven't seen it. I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it yet. Um, I'm not a big fan of Marvel movies. I did like Black Panther one though. Mm -hmm. I did like Black Panther. So I, and I do like Ryan Coogler, the director a lot from Mm -hmm. Fail Station. Great movie. Mm -hmm. So I will, I, I do, uh, I, I will see it and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll like it. Yeah. I'm not, Um, I'm not a big Marvel fan period. You've seen zero of the movies, correct? I saw Black Panther. I put that to the side. (laughs) Wasn't there another one you saw? Ant Man on the Wasp. We're I've not here to talk about any Batman. of those things. We're here to talk. That's not Marvel. <laughs> I don't see that. I don't even know. This is the problem. Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman from nineteen eighty nine. That one. I saw Christian Bale Batman in oh, theaters. The Batman Begins. Urgh, I'm Batman. I'm gonna eat your soul. He doesn't. Yeah, that one. That one. That's the one. We're here to talk about Degrassi. Mm-hmm. More specifically. These are some fun episodes. Degrassi episodes <laughs> 1031 and 1032, which are the 217th and the 218th episodes mm-hmm. of Degrassi. But because of all the two-parters, this is, epi- this is the 162nd episode. Of, well, I don't know if it's not episode, but 162nd whole Degrassi deal. The name of the episode is Halo, and here we are in rarefied air. Oh, my God. Bow down. The generational mm-hmm. uh, uh, star. Once in a generation, really. Once in a generation star. Halo is, of course, a song by the great Beyonce Knowles. I'm wondering where you're going to go with this, Rach. What's your favorite Beyonce song? Um, I wanted to talk about Halo for a hot second, which is that my old um, spin teacher I used to go to the spin class a lot. And the spin teacher also did a boot camp class. And every single week in boot camp class, the cool down stretches were to Halo. So every time I hear that song, I just want to stretch. And it's like really hard because that's all I hear now. That makes sense. I mean, when was this? Was it right around the time of... If this was like 2013, 14? Sasha Fierce, baby. I feel like Sasha Fierce is earlier than that, though. He must have just loved Halo. Yeah, there's another um, Beyonce song that I can't think of the name of that an artist used in a video that I had to watch a lot of times, and I can't. Oh my god, it's a, it's a single. I just can't think of the name. Oh, of the song. single ladies, probably single ladies. <laughs> it's like I can look it up really quickly, but like every time I hear that song now, it's been like ruined by that video. So I just only think of. Uh, oh, I'm so interested. What song that? It is. 
Oh, Sweet Dreams. Oh. I don't I cannot think I of the names. I can't pick that one out of my brain right now, Sweet oh, Dreams. Oh, I can't sing it for you, but I can no, play I know. it over I was, the Spotify. It's, you don't have to play it over the Spotify. <laughs> I'll find it later. I'm, okay. I mean, I, Beyonce's got a lot of, lot of hits, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but both of those, I think, are great songs. I mean, she has a lot of amazing songs. Like, she's a very talented artist. Um, and that makes it harder to pick. Uh, so I feel like... I was like trying to think about this earlier. I was like, what would I say? I don't know. Um, just a lot of good songs in there. And I kind of narrowed it down to two that are very different, but I think that's why I like them because they're I love this. very different. Um, and one is like such an obvious one, but it's like, I've heard it so many times, but I still think it's a great song. And I know crazy, what it's going to be. Crazy, yep, in love. crazy in love. It's such a good fucking song. Like one of the greatest songs ever written. I don't in hate it. Of time. Like as many, like I, you know, a lot of songs I get tired of hearing and I've heard that song a million times and I'm like, it's still great. Um, I also Coming really like um, All Night from Lemonade. Oh, great song. Yeah. Great and song. it's like a very different vibe, but I just think it's a great one. So I just wanted to mention both of them. Baby, I know because your love's got the best of me. Dude, mm-hmm. fucking crazy in love. Mm-hmm. I'm it's not a- going to pick it because it's like you picked it. I'm not going to pick mm-hmm. it. But holy shit, Rach. It's so good, right? <laughs> it's one of those songs, you know, it transcends cultures. It transcends ages. Like everybody mm-hmm. likes And it's all, and that like to it, me sometimes can be anno- annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's, for example, like, like the, the Macarena song, or the, the, you know what song I fucking hate because <laughs> like, like Journey, don't stop believing. Uptown funk. Oh yeah, I hate that song. Now, do I think it's a terrible song? No, it's fine. It is what it is. But it's like I once tweeted: no sentence has been uttered more in my mother's house than Siri play Uptown Funk, because it was like adopted Mm -hmm. by like moms Moms. Mm -hmm. in a way that like Crazy in Love is still just a little too hip mm-hmm. to do to 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 cross over that strongly mm-hmm. moms like it and they're gonna dance to it at a wedding but mm-hmm. they're probably not gonna be like siri play crazy in love maybe they mm-hmm. will beyonce's the fucking best generational talent easily easily the benchmark mm-hmm. the greatest like you don't you just don't get any better and the thing that is so fucking cool about beyonce aside from like just the fashion and the dancing and the songs mm-hmm. and everything. Like a lot of artists who are very popular, who are considered pop artists, I think, mm-hmm. live and die, I think, by their singles. Yeah. But Beyonce fucking showed up and was like, nah, motherfucker, I'm an albums artist and I'm making fucking Beyonce the self-titled record and four and lemonade and now renaissance like she makes albums that like you're so she every song she's thought about she there's no filler it's just that to me what a fucking talent i love yeah. her so much she's so good she was so good uh partition formation fucking to the left to the left everything you own in a box to the left mm-hmm. uh 
crazy in love. Single ladies, dude. Like, I know mm-hmm. we want to laugh and joke about single ladies, but yeah. come That's on, That's one I don't dude. need to hear again. But, like, it was, it, it you know, it defined a moment. Halo. But for me, for your old pal, Pat, the best Beyonce. I don't know if it's the best. It's not about best. What's my favorite Beyonce song? Mm-hmm. If I'm just going for one. And I'm not even saying, like, the message in this one is particularly one that's my favorite all the time. But me and my boo and my boo coot riding countdown, baby. Ah, <laughs> killing me softly. That song is so good. Grind up on a girl's show of how you ride it. Me and my boo and my boo coot riding. <laughs> that's like the fucking coolest shit. She's so good. I love Beyonce. We should put her in the Hall of Fame. I don't even think we should have to vote on it, right? <laughs> Come on. We're not voting on it. She's going in, right? Beyonce, no. This is like the first time we've mentioned Beyonce on the show, isn't it? I think I talked about her last week <laughs> when we were talking about Rihanna. Because I was like, Rihanna was the benchmark and she kind of crossed over. But I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's probably true, Beyonce. True. And to, to point it out, it's probably Crazy in Love. Crazy yeah. in Love is probably that moment. Yeah. Oh my God. How do you not pick Crazy in Love? Oh my God. It's so good. Crazy in Love. Mm-hmm. I could hear it every day, all the time. Grind up on the man, show them how you ride it. Me and my boot and my what a song. Countdown, baby. Partition so good. Mm-hmm. Um everything on lemonade. Lemonade to me is mm-hmm. like that's a perfect when you album. said formation, I forgot about how big of a deal it was when that came out. And she did it at the fucking Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, there were some people who did not appreciate that and Ooh. fuck them. And even fucking Catch My Soul from the last album. That's a great song. Beyonce. Last week I told a story about how I was sending all my uh, seamless food to my friend Ruben's house. Mm -hmm. It was pointed out to me that it wasn't just Ruben's apartment. It was also Luis's apartment. So, (laughs) Luis, I'm sorry. Um, It was was, uh, pointed out to me that perhaps I should have not. I shouldn't have omitted. I'm, I am very sorry that I did not say I sent, well, I was sending be, all my seamless fair, orders. To be fair, sometimes I call your apartment B's apartment. There you go. See, mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. So I was sending all my seamless orders to Ruben and Luis's, which was a big mistake on my part, but I'm back, baby, and I'm mm-hmm. only coming to me now. But I wanted to give uh, <laughs> Luis a little shout out there because I was told that he's a little upset with me for, uh, for saying it was only Ruben's apartment because it's not. Luis told you? No, Myra told me. Myra told me that Luis was mad at me for not not also mentioning Luis. So there you go. I, I make amends, mea culpas on this show. That's what mm-hmm. the show's all about. It's all about getting- Apologies. It's about apologies, and it's about Degrassi, baby. So let's mm-hmm. get into it. Degrassi, Degrassi, let's talk about- de- Oh, wait. Hit me with your best blurb. I like talking about Beyonce, though. I do. And we mm-hmm. didn't even fucking... We did Destiny's Child before, right? No, because they didn't do any of the 90s stuff. Oh, God. Damn. What's your favorite Destiny's Child songs? When, and, how is, and it's obviously Survivor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> say my name, say my name. That song's so fucking good. So I feel like... I didn't mention this in the blur, but I feel like they called it Halo, but it really should have been like... When you wish upon a star, something like that. There's a lot of stars in this episode. 
Thinking anyway. like airplanes in the night sky, like shooting stars. I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Remember that song? Vaguely. Have we done Paramore? No. That's going to come up for sure. You know, I'm sure. I'm so, you know, your boy. Rachel's not going to fucking listen to a single Paramore song, nope. guys. So you are going like, to have Oh, I know that one. <laughs> but your boy is a fucking Paramore stan. So mm-hmm. I have a lot. I'll have a lot to talk about. I mean, I feel like they're like, huh, we don't have anyone to talk about. So let's just do Kanye twice in a row. <laughs> so hopefully they'll, uh, they'll kind of branch out a little bit. You know, Spoon's coming up in a couple. I hope we get to Spoon Ooh. before you go to fucking New Zealand. You know, my Spotify thinks that I'm the Spoon's biggest fan. <laughs> they Hopefully told me I listen to Spoon to more than like anything else last year. I like Spoon a lot, but they're not my favorite band. Did you, before I get into this blurb, did you notice that Michael Grassi wrote this episode? Yes, I wrote it down. This is, and I gotta tell you, Michael Grassi, I, he's a, Michael he writes Grassi. fun episodes. This is a fun episode. These are fun episodes. Yeah. Anyway, hit me okay. with your best part. <clears throat> In Halo, our grade tenors are wishing on stars that their grade 12 crushes will like them, which doesn't work out for any of them. But Jenna and Casey are back together and Anya and Dr. Chris are somehow together. And Wesley has so many boners. I am not going to get on a whole soapbox thing here about the fucking I feel like we'll get into that in another episode, I hope, because I'm like, or are they just going to pretend it didn't happen like the miscarriage? I'm just like, well, they actually mentioned- this doctor? I know they did mention the miscarriage. My whole thing about it is like, again, I'm not going to get into the particulars of the problematic nature of the whole thing. But I mean, in what world- does a grown die? I mean, they'll probably like, well, Anya's actually 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. It's not about, it's not about that. What it is about to me is like, how, what world does a mm-hmm. grown man doctor, he is a mm-hmm. doctor. Presumably he went through medical school, although like Ticket to Paradise, we don't know. Maybe they just went undergraduate and became a doctor. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and they just added a couple of years to his age. So like that sounds reasonable. <laughs> like, like this guy doesn't look young. Like he looks like a good thirty to me. What in the world? And like the thing Would is, is want- that you're going to sit there and say, oh, like a sixteen year old dating a twenty year old is bad, but an eighteen year old dating a thirty year old is fine. Like, it's just no but, way. But my thing is like, what could you? Po- you are a fucking doctor. Mm-hmm. Years of schooling. Maybe in Canada it's different. I don't know. But years of schooling, presumably, to become a doctor with rounds, like an actual mm-hmm. medical doctor with mm-hmm. patients. Someone that other doctors would come to for advice. Yes. And you're telling me this person is going to be. It's not even about the problematic nature of it all. It's about the unbelievability of this person is going to be interested mm-hmm. in a fucking high school student, a LARPing high school. Maybe he's a LARPer. A LARPing high school student. That's why he's big into LARPing. Anyway, we'll get into that because that's the C story. I would. Is it even? Yeah. I said yeah. that's the C story. Yeah, I think that's the C story. But let's get into this A story, Rach. You know the one, the one about Jenna. Is that where we're going with the A story? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one where Jenna is um, very emotional because of her hormonal changes. Jenna, there's so much, to, um, there's so much stuff that like happens here. Like, there's like parts of this that are the worst of Jenna, but then like even in her being at her worst, I'm still, I still kind of love her. Um, 
I kind of love Jenna. I I know she's an, an idiot, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Jenna is pregnant and Casey is not interested, but he's kind of like interested. Yeah. So she has her first prenatal class. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Casey is like maybe gonna go like she she's like she's over Casey she's like I'm done with him whatever she starts talking to Sav Sav is so nice to her and he's like well give Casey a chance you know maybe he's scared too and you know he's talking some sense into this girl who's two years younger than him <laughs> like just saying hey remember I used to be an idiot last year too I didn't even put together that all of these romances were grade tenors some real may december romances here (laughs) i didn't even put that together good on you my friend well and it's because of their shirts like honestly if they didn't color code them i don't know if i would have noticed but they're purple and blue so it's kind of close to each other also this episode begins with everybody like talking about what a nazi fucking snake is (laughs) i'm just like come on this poor guy can you believe all of the rules he's put in i'm just somehow somehow shantae has talked him i guess this is like the deal with the devil that she made recently she's talked him into having a dance but it is a three to four p.m dance in dress code with heavily chaperone (laughs) nobody goes to it it's hilarious (laughs) Uh, the wish upon a star dance and i guess that they're giving out stars at school like you can buy a star for someone it's almost like a val like a valentine's day thing you send Mm -hmm. a valentine Mm -hmm. but in this case they send a star but they're like anonymous yeah so people are sending stars left and right jenna finally gets one she thinks it's from casey because casey has made a little bit of like forward progress where he's like you know i'll come to prenatal class with you but then he doesn't show up because he because like drew made him feel bad about it or something which also they're just friends now i was yeah drew and casey are like sports bffs remember when they were in a heated battle for the position of qb1 earlier no that wasn't him that was riley oh yeah you're right You yeah. forgot your football players, your Degrassi Panthers. Me, Emma, boo, Emma, boo, coo, riding. I never knew what she said there, and I looked it up today. I looked it up today because I never knew. So poor old Jenna. So Sav is like, you know what? I'm going to go with you to prenatal class. What a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. liked Sav. Yeah, Sav is becoming like the wise elder. Mm-hmm. So he goes with her prenatal class, but he she starts reading into this a little bit too much because one of the moms there oh my God, yes. is like, oh, this guy I'm with, he's not the dad, but I fell in love with him and he's going to be a great dad and anything can happen. Like you never know. So then Jenna gets in her head, oh, I love Sav and Sav loves me now because mm-hmm. Sav and Holly J are an undercover kind of prospect here. Mm-hmm. They're not out to the world as a couple. So nobody even knows to the point. No, where, like, and I thought Jenna, that they were like, not that like hiding it that much from everyone, but I guess they really were. Well, Jenna has no idea dumb. because Jenna <laughs> so goes to Holly J for advice about it. Cause she's like, mm-hmm. you know, Sav so well, you're on student council with him. What mm-hmm. do you think of all this? And she's like, uh, dear, I'm dating him. So I'm not into it. This happens later before that. Sav goes to the class. Sav, she finds out she gets a heart, a star, excuse me, a star. Mm -hmm. She thinks it's from Casey. 
It's not from Casey. Turns out it's from Sav. And Sav's like, you were sad. I wanted to make you feel better. Yeah, but like Casey lets her think that he did it. Because mm-hmm. he feels bad. Right. The thing about Casey is he comes around finally. But for the moments wherein he is, I don't want to be involved, you know? Mm-hmm. Sav puts it into perspective and he's like, well, he's probably scared. Sure, mm-hmm. he's scared. I, I get it. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But I still can't fathom mm-hmm. how you, for, for this, however long it's been, he's managed to just like put it to the side and been like, it's not, I'm, I'm just not going to deal with it. You're still going to be someone's fault. Like this person is going to be, like it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I like, I, I, I don't know. I just I wasn't into it to be honest. Casey? Casey. He got there. He finally got there. Well, but I yeah. just can't imagine in my if that were me. You, I, you're I, doing the thing that I don't always do for them, which is like not giving them credit for being like 15. I know, but I think if I was 15, I would not li- be able to live with myself even yeah. then. I I just don't think I don't think like I, I could possibly I be wired that, that way. Jenna, like, I don't think that they really know what this entails at all. And I think that Jenna just has to be like she's going along with it because she's pregnant. I but guess I don't so. think that she really mentally is fully there yet either. I mean, I think that's true. I think that's mm-hmm. true. I think that's true. But I, I just I don't know. There's, it takes us some kind of a person to just be like, I, I'm going to just completely ignore this again. Mm-hmm. To his credit, he gets there. Yeah. And that's good. But man, do I want to be involved with this person who was able to, for like however many months, just be like, eh, not going to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, he, I, I think he's still really mad at Jenna. I mean, maybe he's gotten over it now, but like, what? I don't totally, because she ignored the fact that she was pregnant. All right. For so she long. did. Yeah. But, but do you think that would have changed? Like, had he, had, had he she come right out and been like, maybe I'm pregnant, I should check this out, mm-hmm. and told him, would he have had a different reaction to it? I don't think so. Well, I he wanted her to get an abortion. Right, but let's say she was like, I'm still not getting it. Let's say she knew mm-hmm. right away, 10 weeks in, and mm-hmm. she was like, I'm not, I don't want to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I think he would have had the same. I think he would have been the same way. I think he would have been. Probably, I'm, clo- yeah. I'm going to put my fingers in my ears and be like, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. I almost think he used the fact that she didn't tell him mm-hmm. as an excuse to make himself feel justified in the way he was. Being. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious talk here about this. Stupid- <laughs> <laughs> Michael Grassy. Here you are pulling Michael- it out of us. I love Michael Grassy. So anyway, he gets there. I'm proud of KC by the end, but I'm also like, it took you too long, especially mm-hmm. because here's the thing. If you, all right, when you, if you were to get someone pregnant or you got pregnant as a teenager, mm-hmm. obviously the prospect of having a child and taking care of a child is fucking terrifying right mm-hmm. but that is as you said like the the, the you can't even really grasp that until it, yeah. it's there in front of you the scariest part i would imagine as someone who did not have anyone i don't believe get pregnant nor at my hands mm-hmm. not wouldn't be my hands my hands wouldn't be able to get somebody <laughs> your pregnant, hot dog fingers you know I mean. my hot dog <laughs> my everything everything my hot dog fingers. i would imagine the scariest thing is oh telling your parents 
Mm -hmm. They're over that. They have like support. His mom is like supportive in, in a way like, so like to all, to have that. And then to also just be like, now nah, I'm going to do this thing with the bat and spin around and fall into the fucking lockers or whatever. I'm like, God damn. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I'm, I'm thinking too much about this. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking too much about this. I, I agree. Thank you for saying so, Rachel. <laughs> did we put Beyonce in the Hall of Fame or did you just fucking skirt just right by that? right past it. <laughs> Why don't you want to put her in the Hall of Fame? It's not a real Hall of Fame. Because I have a hard time remembering who's in there and the more people that we add, I'm going to definitely forget. I have a list. I can read it to okay. you. Okay. Can we put Beyonce in the Hall of Fame, please? Can you read who's on the list? Yeah, I can. Here they are. Here they are. Alicia Keys, as I said, the basis from the Goo Goo Dolls also. Mm -hmm. Miss Piggy and Frank Oz. I was right up until then. Mm -hmm. Then we also put Ed Kowalczyk from Live in. Yes, too. thank you. Yeah. I'm going to actually suggest we put two more people in. Hold on, wait for it. Okay. Then we put in Ham Sandwich. Mm -hmm. And then you suggested and put in Yukon Cornelius. Oh, true. That's now, right, yeah. I'm suggesting that Into the Deep Hall of Fame should go Beyonce Knowles, Beyonce mm -hmm. Knowles Carter, and... Tom Morello's mom, Mary Morello. <laughs> That's who I thought you were going to say. <laughs> the star of Tom Morello's one man radio revolution on lithium Sirius XM. So can I get Rachel, you to give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm putting Beyonce Knowles Carter and Tom Morello's mom. 99 years old. Mary Morello. 99 years old, still on lithium. Mary Morello, who I don't even like, into the Dean Paul of Fame. What do you say? I say, hell yeah. Oh, give me a hell yeah. Beyonce Knowles. Got to make sure I put that accent mark over the right letter. Beyonce Knowles Carter. And I think Mary Morello sold it. Had I not done Mary mm -hmm. Morello, you would have probably. I would have needed a little something to sweeten the deal. Oh, that's a good one. This uh, this Hall of Fame is just fucking gay. One of the great Hall of Fames. Oh. Me in my poo, in my poo. So, Casey. Uh, so, Jenna. Casey another, doesn't go, go to the prenatal class. Sav goes with her, we said. And, you know, she talks to this other lady who said, like, oh, is that the father? Blah, blah, blah. Convinces mm -hmm. her, like, you know, that maybe Sav is, like, the right person. And, like, Sav is being so nice, blah, blah, blah. And so... At the same time, the one of the few things that the dance allows, other than like a really sad boombox, is for Degrassi musicians to play at the dance. Right. And so Sav and Jenna are practicing to play a song together. And, you know, Jenna is just so like, oh, my God, we're so like minded because Sav is also kind of saying this, but in like a non-romantic way to her. Yeah. He, well, they do. They do perform the song together. They're not practicing it. That's the dance. Oh, that yeah, yeah. But, they, but beforehand, they, they talked about it. So supposedly they might have practiced. We didn't say Did you that. like that song? They seemed very into it. Did you like it, though? Something about was, a white horse? fine. I don't care about white horses. I thought it was a real song, and I looked it up, and it was not. It was a oh, okay. They write a lot song. of songs. This show wow. writes a lot of songs. It's hard to get the rights to things unless they choose something really old, I guess. Don't you forget. No, I'm just kidding. So they sang a song. It was pretty good. The best thing after it was. You want to put it, Simple Minds in the Hall of Fame? Is that what you were going to say? No. Okay. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was that after they finished the song, they put they put the boombox on back on. <laughs> it 
that so was sad. fucking funny. It was so funny. <laughs> that was funny. She was so sad, and she like played put the mm-hmm. boombox on. Mm-hmm. My God, that was funny. Murder, she wrote. That was not the song, but it should have been. Murder, mm-hmm. she wrote. Shaka Demas and Pliers. Jenna, also, oh, before this, Jenna's talking to uh, HJ, our beloved HJ, in the uh, <laughs> gym when she's setting up for the dance. And she's like, what do you think of Sav? Yeah. You know, trying to get this, like, information out of her. But, like, you know, Holly J doesn't really know why she's asking this. So then after they perform... Um, Sav and Jenna are like on that high from like having a really good performance and really animated. And then Jenna decides to kiss Sav and Sav is just like, uh, what do I do? Sav with that? is like, we're so good. We're like meant to be together. He does mm-hmm. say like, he does, he say, does say things that if you're in that mindset, you could kind of misconstrue for yeah. like he, we, our harmonies are so in sync. We have something really special. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she kisses, as you said, she kisses him and now she's off to the races. Yeah, it's wild. She pretty much tells Holly J. And Holly J's like, um, he's my boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) And then Jenna starts going to that thing. Well, I steal boyfriends all the time. I'm not worried about you. And Mm -hmm. all of this is like where Jenna is going off the rails, Jenna. Yeah, yeah. But in a fun way, because then she so basically, I guess Holly J tells Sav, right? Because Sav comes. no. Yeah, not yeah. She she tells him, but not yet. So like, what happens first is that Jenna's talking to Shantae, and Shantae's like, "I know oh, everything, right. and I didn't know this. Am I losing my touch?" Yeah, that they were together. Right, right, right. So then Jenna confronts Sav about it, and she's like, "I we 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 like each other," and Jenna, and Sav's like, "I don't. I'm sorry. I don't like you that way." Mm-hmm. And then she and she starts regurgitating all of the things you sent me a star, you took me to my prenatal class. You sang with me. You kissed me. And he's like, actually you kissed me. But Sav is starting to realize put it in like the wheels in motion of like, Oh yeah, maybe I kind of did inadvertently lead her on a little bit. And this is where Jen is like really funny. Cause then Jen is just like, Oh fuck, I'm a dummy. But like, in a fun, I don't know. I thought yeah. it, was, it made me like her a lot at that moment yeah. where she was just like, "Oh man!" And before before she and Steph have that conversation, she sees Casey and she's like, "I don't need you for prenatal class." Because <laughs> he was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't come. I, you know, I freaked out, but I can come this time." And she's like, "I got Sav now." Mm-hmm. Sav and Holly J talk about this. Yeah, yeah. and Holly J. Says, well, Sav says that Jenna kissed him, and so he's talking about that, and that was weird, but you know, he didn't mean for it to happen, blah blah blah. And so Holly J then tells him about uh mistake sex with uh Declan, yeah, Declan Coin. And Sav is really upset, he doesn't know if he can forgive HJ. I have to call her that, that's his nickname for her. Understandable in the moment, right there, Mm -hmm. understandable. That is a hard thing to hear. Um. So then, do Jenna and Ka- Jenna and Casey get back together before Jenna and Sav have the conversation on the steps? Wait, when did Jenna and Sav have the conversation on the steps? Where he tells remember. her that he loves Holly J. Yeah, I think that's well. So I think that she. They're both, they both miss the bus and they start having a conversation. That happens I'm pretty sure before. that happens first. Yeah. Yeah. And then basically Casey is like, if Sav makes you happy, mm-hmm. it's fine. But I want to be involved no matter what. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, well, Sav's not involved. Actually, you know what? I think that she might have talked to Sav first because I have in my notes him saying, I don't know if I can forgive her. And I'm pretty sure he said that to Jenna, not to obviously to Holly J. Right. And then yeah. I have the bus notes after that. But yeah, okay. that's and then, you know, they miss the bus and Jenna's really emotional and upset. <laughs> and that's when Casey asks if she's emotional because for hormonal changes. <laughs> he was reading a book about pregnancy. Yeah. But it was sweet because it's I like agree. you can tell that he's like trying. I agree. Um, and they kind of get back together-ish. I don't know if they're really explicit about it. They are at some point because at some point she's, she does say we're back together. Casey and I are back together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they kiss. They're back to, he wants to be involved. They're back together. Mm -hmm. Then at some point. Oh, so then she's basically, she's like, after they kiss at the bus, she's like, we got to get Sav and Holly J back together. So because she goes to Little Mistakes. One of the great places. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Mistakes. And Holly J is working and you can tell that she's like in a bad mood. And um, Jenna tells Holly J that Sav loves her and mm-hmm. that, you know, they got to talk it out. And she's like, I can't. I got to like, this is when the special party is happening. Um, it's like, I can't. I, you know, I got to work. <laughs> so Jenna goes up to Holly J's boss and it says one in the name of love. You have to let this woman leave early today. This boss is like, yeah, sure. That's fine. This boss is not going to run a successful business because he's just too nice. He's just too nice. nice. Maybe in Canada it's different. You can run a successful business and be nice. I don't know. Yeah. But in America, no, you got to be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) You got to be bad. You got to be terrible. If you want to have a successful business. So they have, they have this grand plan because Sav is of course DJing the secret party. The secret party, which we'll get to in that. So they all hop in, which we'll get to the C story. So we'll hop in the limo that Wesley and Anya are in and go over to the secret party and concoct this great plan, which is that Jenna's going to pretend that she's in labor Casey runs into the party and tells Sav, and he was like, you were the only one at the prenatal class. You it know was what very needs funny. to happen. This hi- these hijinks were just the hijinkiest, and I was so into it. They were the hijinkiest. They were the highest of jinx, and I was like, Michael Grassi, you are the hijinks king. Yeah. I was like, what is this community <laughs> with all these hijinks? <laughs> so I many. Know. Is there a lot of hijinks in community? I feel like there are. It's been a while since I've seen. It's been a while. I actually watched the pilot of Community yesterday. Why? Because I hadn't seen it in a long time. The first season stinks, right? Doesn't like that show take a year to get going? I think it's not that long. So Sav (laughs) (laughs) gets into the limo and realizes that. There is no baby being born because of the hijinks and has a conversation with Holly J and they kind of talk about the fact that, you know, they were trying to be casual, but like, it's hard. It didn't, it wasn't really that casual. He loves her. How do you not? Come on. It's Holly J. And they start playing an iron and wine song. For a second. I thought old Holly J was coming back when she confronted Jenna because she was mm-hmm. like, I think maybe your prenatal vitamins are messing with your brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, give me the old Holly J. I know. The problem is that when they all get to be seniors, they just start to like mellow out too much. That was an iron and wine song. It was. You love iron and wine? I liked iron and wine for a while. 
Come on, silly love, just rest the year. Not Iron Wine, Bon Iver, but I think <laughs> those bands seem similar. They sound the same. I don't know any Iron Wine songs off the top of my head, but I know. Mm-hmm. Come on, skinny love, just rest you the remember- year. You remember. Oh, my, my, my. Oh my god! I can't. I was like, I, there was a song that was in a Garden State, I'm sure. Yeah, but I wasn't like buying the Garden State soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I knew the Shins song because I knew the Shins. Yeah, I did not own yeah. the Garden State soundtrack, but I owned the albums of every band on that soundtrack. Pretty much. I'm sure there's an Iron and White. So I just I can't pull one yeah. out of my brain right now. Yeah, I can't. I keep thinking of Postal Service in my head, even though I'm like I know a lot of Iron and Wine songs, but I can't think of any. I actually thought that song was the guy who does um, Trouble. Is that a song? Like, I don't know if I know that song. Some like fucking guy is very famous. I don't know if he's famous, but he was like very big in that. Tom Morello. Trouble, trouble, trouble. trouble. The broomheads are yelling. They know what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> oh, God. I got to look it up. Trouble. That's what I thought who it was. Oh, my God. Who is that? Oh, I found it. Trouble, Rayla Montagna. Mm. Trouble, 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 trouble. Trouble's been in, in my soul since the day I was born. I worry, 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 worry. It was a big song. He mm. was a big famous guy. Him mm-hmm. and like Damien Rice. Remember Damien Rice? Yes. No, I remember his name. I just don't remember the song. That all was like of a time of like people who sang like this and had guitars. <laughs> Iron and Wine was good. I just don't really, I, I do remember there was a song title I remember, Naked mm-hmm. As We Came. Mm-hmm. I don't like that song that much. I don't really, I don't remember the song. I must have known it because why do I remember? Naked. <laughs> I love nudity. You know me, big nudity guy. I bet you do. You know what nudity does not begin with? Sorry, you do yours. You got a better one than that. I'm stealing your <laughs> gimmick. This is your gimmick. And I've been really, I've been really infringing. Gimmick infringement is what they call it in wrestling. I've been really gimmick infringing. I didn't know that was a phrase. Well, in professional wrestling, if like somebody has a thing and like, for example, like a mannerism or even a move, like if somebody does a move and they're well known for doing that move and then somebody else starts doing that move, gotcha. you call it gimmick, gimmick infringement. Speaking so, of, speaking of, uh, love it. wrestling, what's the organization that, uh, runs the, the wrestling, the WWB? <laughs> It's not W. Did you think it was called the no, WWB? No, but it just rhymes with E. It <laughs> doesn't work. It's so not. I was trying to make it work. All right, let's do it again. Do the same thing twice. <laughs> Let the broomheads hear it twice. Let the broomheads hear this fucking awkward segue two times. Let's do it. WWB story. <laughs> that would be good for the E story when there's, fucking there's an E story. Five stories. Six stories? What's E? A, B, C, D, E. Five. Five stories. Trouble, 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 trouble. I think this is Adam. Right? What do you mean? 
the Adam story. Yeah. yeah. Adam Hart Fiona forever. Yeah. Adam has a big crush on Fiona. I feel like this is not going to work out well. For I don't him. think I'm it's going to work out well either. We don't know that. Maybe it will work out well. Yeah. I haven't heard much about Fiatum or Yeah, Fiona seems like <laughs> Fiona needs like I don't know. Fiona needs like First of all, I think Fiona's low key a lesbian. Like I think that mm-hmm. she in, in in that's her true self. Mhm. But like and she does date a woman later. I know that. So Oh, she does? Mhm. Are you kidding me? I knew it. No, I knew it. Yeah, I knew yeah. it without knowing it. I knew it. There without you go. Knowing it. There you go. Yeah, I, I love it. I hope it. I, we'll see what. I happens. think that it, she's she's still dealing with the trauma of um, Bobby Baloney, and so I think that she's just like she's been pretty clear. Bobby like Bologna. I'm not interested in a relationship, and so it's hard even for the nice guys. Ah, oh, there's two nice guys in this. Episode. They sometimes just have like three very, nice guys. Very nice guys. very like they pair. Like baby faced boys with like, I don't know, starlets. And mm-hmm. I just sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. So Adam is very into Fiona. There's going to be a really lame dance. And yeah. Fiona's like, oh, if I were back in New York, I would be at the East Village Artists Ball tonight. And there would just be free flowing <laughs> champagne to teenagers. The East Village Artists Ball. Also, like, I'm like, in what world were you just drinking champagne at all these, like, high society well, affairs? You never know. I do. You never know. You know what I was thinking? It would have been. You know where I fucked up? And I, I was actually talking about this with Myra recently. Mm-hmm. I told her, I said, you know where we fucked up? The, the one thing we got wrong. We just, we should have been rich. That was like, we should have not, we should have skipped <laughs> over everything else. Mm-hmm. And it just, if we just would have been rich, it would have, would been, have been great. Mm-hmm. I was in the city this weekend with my family and mm-hmm. it was like, we were on the Upper West Side mm-hmm. and then we were like driving. I drove to the city. What kind of craziness is this? <laughs> and I was just like on the Upper East Side and I was like, I could have fucked with this. I just, I could have been rich living mm-hmm. in a house, living in a two floor apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have loved that. Gossip yeah. girl me up. Yeah. I mean, I, I might have stayed in New York City if I had oh, been rich. I think I'd have been a great socialite. Like, just, I would have mm. been, like, kind, nice to people. I would have had parties. I should have just been a socialite. I think I'm a little too much of an introvert to be a socialite. Oh, man. I would have loved being a socialite. You would have come to my socialite parties. Oh, yeah. Though. Hands down. If you still want to uh, have some, I'll come. Would have loved it. I always say like to like the how the apartment that you live in is like dimly lit, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of candles. Oh, oh yeah, God. a fireplace just crackling in the background, mm-hmm. and you look out and it's just the city. Oh my God, well, I would have loved. Poor to Fiona there. is just like I would be buying a dress instead of wearing my school uniform to a stupid fucking dance. <laughs> Well, you made the choice to come back to fucking Toronto. I know. She could, she could be in New York City, but she doesn't want to be there. So New York City boy. Claire and Eli are on urban adventures and they discover the fucking ravine where Allie lost her virginity. I'm like, I think they've Claire has been there before. <laughs> My urban adventures. And so they're like, oh, this is such a cool place to have a New York City party. Yeah. That New York style party that's going to be so glamorous. They're going to put lights up and put a box of ice somewhere. So they somehow get invitations made. Yeah. 
And Claire is like very into this idea. She like gets into it. Claire and Monroe Chambers are really, I gotta say, I'm so just adorable. Mm-hmm. They are like this old married couple, but in like a not in like the way you think. Cause like when people say that, it's like they bicker. Mm-hmm. No, they are so they're like an old married couple in the best way, in that they're like so comfortable with mm-hmm. each other and in talking about each other. And in just doing like, they're not, they're, they're like very sarcastic and mm-hmm. fun and they kind of make fun of each other, but it's all sweet. Like they have chemistry that's very different from like normal chemistry in that it's like, it feels like really lived in. Like, I just believe mm-hmm. these characters like, and they're, they're relatively new to each other. But yeah. Yeah. I love watching We could all hope for that kind of relationship. I think it's at the moment. It's just really, they're really fun to it's watch fun. on screen together. It's fun. Cause he says, this is where I deflowered Claire and Claire's like, what? No. Like it's obviously like a bit. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very, although deflowered. Ugh. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> but it's that old timey Eli vibe. He would Eli. say, Eli. he would say deflowered to make a joke. He would say it. Yeah. Um, so Adam makes, flyers for this party you got to rsvp to 555 i guess text you're coming to 555 um and fiona's like oh like what's this adam's like oh you inspired me to throw this party well she was like are you doing this for me and he's like yes Mm -hmm. but also no but yes Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. come Mm -hmm. and then you know what's gonna happen she's not gonna come she doesn't go to the party why do you think she doesn't go I don't know. I'm curious to see the next episode, but I got to wait a week. She's probably like, my mom died. <laughs> What's Mrs. Coin? What's her mm-hmm. name? Fiona Coin's mom? Judy? Judy Coin? <laughs> Mrs. Coin. Yeah, so she doesn't show up to the party, but everybody else seems to be having a very good time. Yeah. It's Eli, a dope party. Eli and Claire are like hanging out in a hammock. It's a really chance. cool party. And there's a DJ there. It's, of course, Sav, It's Sav, so but, you know. But like, and everybody's They got hay bales from somewhere. It's really cool. They have solo cups, but in, like, not red. They've got, like, other colors of solo cups. They're probably all fucked up. There's, like, drinking. lights and candles in different places. Wow, it looks what? like a real fun party. And you know what? It, they didn't get in trouble for it. Hopefully they won't. Well, that's what is, like, the bullshit of it all. You could yeah. never do that. Like, you would so get in fucking trouble for it. No, but it's not on school property. No, but it's like out in the world. Like yeah. someone would call 311. Yeah. There's kids out there partying in the, in, over by the ravine there. Oh, you got to get them out of there, eh? Mm-hmm. That's a Canadian lady yelling. <laughs> they're supposed to be in their hosts, and they're not in their hosts. Hoose. They're out here hoose. partying. Hoose. Yeah, I said hoose. Like a hoose gal. Load down on the piggies and the hooskow. Any chili peps news? Any this week uh, get you get your lips wet because it's time to talk peps. I mean, if I listen to lithium, you just hear it. They play the chili peppers so much. They do. Um, I heard that song actually today on lithium. But yeah, so that's really the end of that. Give it away. Give it away. Um, Did you change it? Nope. Nope. Because I I turned it on partway through the song. I don't really change the chili peppers when they come on anymore. You just leave it on. I change. Sometimes I'll change under the bridge. Mm. 
Because I've heard it so, so many times. Yeah. But like, I got to tell you, if Steak Knife comes on, I'm sticking with it. Car parks. <laughs> Car park. Um, so Adam like keeps calling Fiona and then is like standing outside of her apartment. Standing in line to see the show. (laughs) Sorry. Standing outside to call Fiona and there's a light on, but she's not answering. I got to get one in every time. Every time, every time. And off the dome. And that's kind of where we end. Standing outside to see Fiona tonight and there's a light on, but she's not answering. It's pretty good. Not as good as last week's. No. What does uh, Fiona's last name start with? Uh, could you get the C story? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Anya, I made the mistake a number of weeks ago of coming on this fucking podcast like an like an like a fucking asshole and saying. Oh, Anya is like so boring. They never do anything with Anya. And while I was somewhat right, I'm not not mm-hmm. a total mea culpa. Mm-hmm. This Anya, I fucking I wish this show was about her. She is my favorite. They don't give her enough to work with anymore. I love this character. She's so funny mm-hmm. and she's sweet. Mm-hmm. Like she's nice and she means well and she does all she's just a when she's on screen it's a breath of fresh air for me i'm so happy to see her it's effervescent is a good word mm-hmm. what do you think it's Ooh. it's nice yeah poor wesley is oh i like him too what a sweetheart he's so nice and he just really likes anya anya why Anya, would, how would you not? She's adorable. Yeah. And, you know, she had bid on him weeks ago. So, yeah. you know, they had that date to go on. I've been so thinking about this. No, I've been thinking. I've been oh, thinking when, about when that's going to happen. I was yeah. so excited about the, this date. It doesn't disappoint, but it could have been a little longer for my taste. Yeah. So sh- he's getting her a lot of stars, wishing stars. And mm-hmm. he's starting to think about this date. And. He's in class and he has a wet dream where like mm-hmm. they're at little mistakes and like everything's suggestive and like she keeps changing outfits like, oh, I can picture her in her cheerleading outfit and I'm going to like just do a little boogie with her. <laughs> the hilarious thing is bikini. like, yeah, she was in a bikini. And then the hilarious thing was that the wet dream came not from like her being like hot or anything, but because he spilled water on himself in the, dra- in the dream. <laughs> What a silly lummox. I uh-huh. love this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now he's terrified that he's going to go on this date and come in his pants, I guess. Yeah. And one of my favorite scenes is the next one where he goes in the calf. He's like talking to Dave and Connor and he tells them that he had a wet dream in class and their faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, wonderful. And they're like, well, do you want to like cancel the date? Like, what, what do you want to do? Like, how do you make this better? Um, he doesn't cancel the date. Instead, he's, he he's gets so afraid he's going to have a wet dream during the date. So he buys some dick pills. Yeah, he goes on the internet and he looks up how to last longer. So he, which in his thinks, mind means how to not come. Yes, which is that is what it is. Yeah, but what he doesn't realize is he's buying boner pills. Yeah, so he's also going to have a boner the whole time. <laughs> Huge, but well, I don't know how huge it was, but a big, but a boner, mm-hmm, like a boner. Mm-hmm. Do you did you write down what the name of the pills he bought were? What they no, were called? No, I did not. Did you? 
Yes, it did. Happily ever laster. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's some good copywriting Michael there. Michael Grassi. I'm going to give an award to Michael Grassi soon. That's amazing. The Michael Grassies. That's what we should start calling the fucking superlatives. The Michael Grassies. <laughs> the Michael Grassies. <laughs> yeah. Should we call them the Michael Grassies? Should we put Michael? <gasps> okay. I won't do it. I won't do it. Well, if I we put, if we put Michael Grassi in, I feel I like we need to it. put Shelly Scarrow and we also need to put in, um, what's his name? I like where your head's at. Sud yeah, Sutherland. Sud Sutherland. <laughs> All right. Rach. Hold on. Yeah. All right, Rach, what are we doing? Are we putting the trifecta in? The great Michael Grassi, mm-hmm. Shelly Scarrow, and mm-hmm. Sud Sutherland. I think that's that they gotta be in the they Deep Hall of Fame. They have to be right? in the Deep Hall what of Fame. What a day for the Deep Hall of Fame this turned into. What a day. Five new members into the Deep Hall of Dean Hall of Fame. I'm so proud of us. What a day we've had. What a what day. What a day we've had. What a day. And it wouldn't have happened without Mary Morello. (laughs) Mary Morello facilitated all. Now I love Mary Morello, Tom Morello's mom. She's 99 years old for goodness sakes. Back when, Tom, I love being on this radio show with you, but I remember back in 1907 when my mother. (laughs) Back to Wesley and Anya's date. Wesley has a great plan. He got a limo. They're going to go to Little Mistakes, and then they're going to go to the secret party. She says, last time I I was in a limo. Well, you don't need to hear that story. (laughs) What happened in the limo? Do we know? That's where she got pregnant, supposedly. Remember? That's where she and Sav had sex. Oh, nice. Yeah. Remember? Remember? And then she supposedly had that miscarriage. So it was the second reference to the miscarriage in this episode. Oh, right, because Jenna says something about it, right? Mm-hmm. And Sav's like, oh, no, because, Je- oh, right. Jenna was like, you would have been such a good dad, but Jen- but Anya had a miscarriage, and Sav was like, oh, no, that wasn't real. <laughs> and then she's like, wait, what? And then it goes off into something else, so never get the full story on that. I love Anya. Um, So they go to Little Mistakes, and Anya... <laughs> I guess that Wesley ordered for her while she was getting changed in the bathroom because he like brought something for her or she brought something to wear on this date and changed in the bathroom at little mistakes instead. Anyway, regardless, um, he ordered some uh, cheese sticks with ranch yeah. dressing. Yeah. Can- Canadians use ranch dressing. I was like, them. how more sexual can you get? <laughs> Why? Because the ranch looks like cum? Yeah. On this like cheese stick. She said, these look divine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Anya. I love Anya's like the height of class. Fucking mm-hmm. mozzarella sticks, baby. Oh, my God. And then uh, Wesley gets nervous that he knocks a glass of water on her. So she gets up to go dry off in the bathroom. And so he takes some of the pills. A lot of the pills. Yeah. You knew where this was going. Yeah. So then essentially he gets a hard on that won't go down. A hard on that won't turn off, Rage. Come mm-hmm. on. Oh, true. Sorry. You had that right there. You had it right in I'm front of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. That's what he said. 
So he tells her he fucking he's like so she comes back and she's like this was a really nice date and he's flop sweating like fucking mm-hmm. Albert Brooks and broadcast. Yeah, he also looked like a little bit like jaundiced. It's <laughs> like is he okay he looked, or is this just the lighting? You look terrible. So he's like Anya, I got to tell you something. I got a fucking boner. I can't get it down. And she is so fine. Like she's mm-hmm. just like all right. I get it. It's fine. Put a menu in front of your dick and we'll get out of here. And they do. And she takes second, it to the Second doctors. time that he has to put something in front of his dick. The first time he had, when he came in his pants in the, in the, uh, in school, he had to put yeah, a text. Yeah, he walks around. His, I think it's like a binder or something. A and binder. Mrs. O is like, oh, you need a hall pass. And he's like already out the door. Hall pass? Try, more like a small pass. Ooh, burn. So Stand they get in the limo. But as soon as they do... The rest of the crew piles in, as we already talked about in the A story. Uh, so they go to the hospital first. Yeah. And, but also when they get into the car, everyone else, someone, I don't remember if it was Jenna or it was Holly J that says, do you have a menu on your, and they just kind of like leave it. <laughs> Great so, stuff. So they go to the hospital and the, whoever they're talking to the doctor is like you're gonna be fine like we're gonna get the blood work back but it's just Mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay and it's the doctor that's the cancer doctor right well it was a lady doctor oh yes you're right it Mm -hmm. was it was that doctor first and then she runs into dr fucking dr chris chris and she tells wesley she's like i have a thing for my mom's doctor Mm -hmm. so wesley trying to be a nice guy tells her to go get some coffees yeah, and then like puts in a good word at the, for the doctor, and then they they go on a fucking date or something. And this guy's what like thirty seven. I keep I going no up idea. in age. I'm I don't. just like I can't. I I, I don't like it. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It's just like whatever. I love Anya. I want Anya to be happy. <laughs> She's also like, oh, did you? What happened to the guy who came in with the boner? <laughs> and he was like, oh, he left, but he somehow convinced me I should have coffee with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're gonna have coffee together. So weird. But then Wesley goes to the party. Yes, he does. And, and he, he feels they, good about it. Like he says, yeah, he, fe- yeah, he does. He knows that she's not for him because she does say at one point, she's like, you're going to make somebody really happy. You're a really mm-hmm. nice guy, but you know, yeah. I'm older than you and you know, cool. These May, December romances never work out. She's also not that cool. She's a LARPer. Let's be honest. Yeah. She, they probably would be fine for each other. Rachel. Yes. These are great episodes. These are fun, right? Mm-hmm. These were fun. I really enjoyed watching them. The Jenna stuff was a lot of fun. But we rate these episodes not on how fun they were or how no. much we liked them. We mm-hmm. rank them on how much they go there. And True. now, in these days, we've been ranking that on a scale that is water-related because mm-hmm. something about being in the deep end or something, mm-hmm. into the deep, what is it? Into deep. Into deep. Into deep. Into deep. deep. I'm in too deep in a bed, in my bed, instead of going under, right? Mm-hmm. That's the song from Sum 41, which we've yes. talked about. That's definitely their reference point for yep, this section 100%. of Degrassi. So we've been, we've been rating these on a scale of uh, zero. <laughs> to 20,000. 20,000 leagues under the sea. So, mm-hmm. Rachel, on a scale of zero to 20,000 leagues under the sea, mm-hmm. how deep do you think this deep episode went? It's, it doesn't go there a whole lot. 
I gave it a 4,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah, that's what, like a... Uh, a two. A, a two, right. 4,000 leagues under the sea. I don't think it went there really at all myself, to be no. honest. I think it's only for the boners. Yeah, but we've had better boners. I think yeah. JT's boner we've had stuff better was better. Boners. <laughs> yeah, we've had way better boners. I don't even think this is the best of the boners. Yeah, I I'm like the two- I, I like the Jenna Casey Holly J Sav kind of going back and forth, but it also I like really, all of that. It's it not that much drama. Yeah, I like all of it. It's mm-hmm. all really fun. I enjoy, I love the, this. Is a ten and a two. So for mm-hmm. me, two thousand leagues under the sea, dog. Right? No, four thousand leagues under the sea mm-hmm. would be a two. Mm-hmm. Ten enjoyment. It's a steering wheel, one hundred percent. This is the mm-hmm. definition of a steering wheel. Four thousand leagues under the sea, same as you. Mm-hmm. Rock on. Rock on. You too. Yeah. <laughs> Pat. Yeah, out of up? all these characters in Halo, who would you anonymously send a star to? That's a great one, Rach. Thank you. Right. When I say, do you right. write those down? No, I just come up with them off that the That was cuff. a really good one. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. I'm really proud. That was a really good one. Thank you. Anya. Anya mm. Bananya. The Bananya of the Anya. My mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Just the best. What a lovely character. What a lovely person. She. You know what I really love about her in this episode? When Wesley approaches, should we go on our date? Mm-hmm. She has the moment of like, oh, right. But then she just fucking embraces it. And, and she's she like, you know what? Yes, let's do it. And he's like, dinner in the party. And she's like, dinner in the party sounds great. She's just like optimistic, nice. Mm-hmm. She And she makes Wesley feel really good. I think she likes him. Not I in a too. romantic yeah. way. But I think she genuinely sees that this is a really nice guy mm-hmm. who I could be friends with. And I just, I was all on board for Anya. I just don't want her to fucking date this doctor. No. It's terrible. Who are you sending a star to, Rach? I wasn't sure before you said that because I was like, who really stands out in this episode? But I do like to go by my own rules where it's like, who's the good person in it or who has like um, a important moment. And I feel like Anya is like the best out of all of them. Yeah. I I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go with Anya too. Like, I think she's really, sweet to wesley and i feel bad for the actress who had to wear a bikini at little mistakes for a sex dream that really was a little creepy yeah so i'm not sure if this has ever happened before we've done on both the mvd the most ding, valuable ding, as well as the go there i mean i'm sure it's happened before it would be mm-hmm. wild mm-hmm. if it didn't happen before and i think you agreed with me about the song i know you Which chose song? something separate but the Beyonce oh, song. Oh, Crazy in Love is a, mm-hmm. I would, I would have picked it if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Although I do love Countdown. I, I would have picked Countdown. But I will say oftentimes it might not have happened before because I used to t- go take your lead mm-hmm. and go one or above or, or below. below. Mm-hmm. I used to not ding on purpose, but this time it felt important to it ding. It felt right to ding. <laughs> yeah. Just like it felt right to me to ding on Anya. Anya's great, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're giving it to like who the episode's about, even like, I don't even know who that would be. Jenna? I like Jenna mm-hmm, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I like Eclair. But I'm, yeah, no, it's, it's Anya. Yeah, it's they're Anya. not in it enough. Eclair. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's it. That's our episode. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Um, and we will be back next week. I had to think about it because I was like, there is a week that we will be missing soon. But it's the week after that. We will be back next week. And then we're mm-hmm. missing the week after that. And then we'll be back. And then you're going to desert us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to abandon for whole, you. For a whole You're going to have to make it on your own. What are the broomheads going to do without us for a whole month? Probably make box macaroni and cheese. Maybe. Craft dinner, you mean. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes, Canadian. So where are all the places that people can find us? Oh, right. I was about to take a big swig. <laughs> I just um, you from that. <laughs> uh, SparkleSpaz28 on Instagram, of course. We have the Facebook group, the Broomheads and the Dope Monkeys. Great time over there. Uh, but the real deal is the Patreon. You got to go over to the Patreon, get in on it. We're hanging out. We're having fun. Patreon.com slash Deemp. There's three E's in there where you can do a lot of stuff and we're, we're living it up. We have fun. We love meeting new people, hanging out with new people, making new broomhead friends and do new dope monkey friends. Those are good too. You know, mm-hmm. broomheads may be a little better, but, um, so we're happy to see you on there and, uh, come on by, join the party. Mr. Del Rossi's there. We it's can't wait. We can't wait. I can't wait. Can you wait? I can. I mean, I might be able to wait a little bit. You're less enthusiastic just in general than me. Yes. Yeah. And I ha- I hit a witching hour and I'm just like crumble into dust and we're approaching that time. Crumble in the dust, crumble in the dust, crumble in the dust. Dumble in. That's Stone Devil Pilots, but those are not the words. No. The words are good night. And grilled cheese definitely. And grilled cheese definitely.